0: So, um, you know, because we were fasting this week, um, I felt led to share something that I felt the Lord had placed upon my heart for us to share Had a conversation with someone yesterday. It's mysterious how the Lord gets me teaching sometimes. Sometimes I do a series. There are other times like about 75 percent of the time, if I don't know what to minister on, um, particularly for a midweek, I'll get a phone call by somebody and they have a question about something and we'll be talking about it and all of a sudden I know that that's what I'm supposed to teach on. And so because of what's coming and things that we are dealing with and there are things that, uh, you know, are, uh, make sure that there are no kids in here. Um, Diabolical in nature. Um, You know, this, I still won't mention the word. I remember this thing about this creature that was created by this Japanese company and I got a call today from somebody. It's a daycare worker. And they heard that i had mentioned this and um and they said one of the child's the children that they were keeping began to act really really strange so much so that you know it was just really weird so she asked the child what was going on and um and so uh long story short she was asking the child some questions and the child just started crying and um and so uh and then i guess maybe the holy spirit quickened to this Daycare worker about what I had taught on, and so um, so she asked the child, "Was it?" She just felt prompted. She asked the child, "Was it that thing?" And when she asked the child, "Was it that thing?" The child said, "Shh." No. And so, uh, because the thing, the the spirit behind this thing, had told the child, of course, if you tell anybody, I'll kill you, and all that type of stuff. So she had to take authority over that, etc. And so. There are, uh, you know, the enemy is, uh, you know. I was talking to someone today, and he said something that was so powerful. And he was saying that the he said the church, by and large, is the only company on the planet that has not involved that has not evolved. Um, and the enemy has learned how to tap. It, the 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 technology has enabled the enemy to tap into things um, that he normally could not tap into. You know, I'm pretty confident that after this series, I am going to teach a <laughs> the whole year. You all is probably going to be hearing from God for the first half and the second half demonology and the occult and uh, with the demonology and the occult series, that's going to be uh, painstakingly created in detail because we'll go through demonology, where they came from, how they operate. We'll get over into the occult and then pretty much week by week, uh, we will be leading people into um, renouncing certain things that they have been a part of. You know, um, always remember this, some of the lightest things that you think can be some of the most uh, uh, diabolical doors to the dark side dominating your life. And so, um, you know, Lord had to prepare prepare us for that, for this three-day fast. You know, the Lord has kind of shown me two things, given me two dreams about another. And so, y'all, it's some very, very serious times coming. And um, we're going to have to walk in power for real. You know, now we walk in a small dimension of it. You know, there was a church in Revelation that Jesus actually commended them. He said, you have a little power. <laughs> so as a church, we have a little power. Um, and, you know, we'll increase it. You know, how many of you know, all we got to do is keep doing the same thing. Keep preaching the word, keep fasting and pray. Watch, I'm going to show you how power works. Keep preaching the word. Keep praying and fasting, keep humbling ourselves, keep asking God for wisdom and keep learning. And as we keep doing that, the power will automatically increase. You kind of see this effect. How many of you know that in order to get the pot of water to boiling, all you got to do is set it on the same small temperature. The temperature stays the same. You just leave it there. And because it's left there, the temperature of that water increases by what you just leave there. And so in the same way, we just got to keep on doing this, but the power is just going to increase and increase in order to match what is here, not coming, what is here. And, uh, you know, the enemy is having an extremely difficult time with his ministry. It's going to get worse because he can't find a way in. He stays on the outer fringes. It's similar to what Job said. Remember what Satan told God uh, um, when he uh, was in heaven? And um, he said... uh, we can't get to Joel because of this force field around him his property and, and everything that he owns and so that's what we are creating because we are in christ i shouldn't say we're creating we already got it we're already in it you know but this thing uh with uh this thing with the demonology and the occult um this thing is very serious y'all it's very serious and now that now that we've opened up the can of worms now we're getting ready to find out how many cans existed you know, there are little things that I, w- I will wait when it comes to the demonology. But but there, there are some things that are so extreme I have to pray about if it should even be shared publicly, um, even shared publicly. I mean, there. And let me say something, y'all. Um, I'm not saying you got to go and, and find Marvel comics and all of that type of stuff. You know, got to start looking at it. Some people are not into that. My, as, a, as a family, we're into Marvel comics, you know, and so and so we're, we're into it as a family. And so, but there's something that the Lord has made very clear and that he is speaking through that organization. You know, the scripture says in the last days he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh, all flesh. And there are there are hints that the Lord is speaking through those Marvel movies. And I started picking up on it. I was just like, wait a minute. You know, and I mean, serious hints, you know, and so uh, it's not even a coincidence that how many of us saw Aquaman. Okay, I talked to a couple of people. You know, we'll talk about this later, but that whole Aquaman situation, you know, about that city underneath the sea, that is very real. That is not fake at all. Um, the most diabolical wicked kingdom in the demonic is under the sea. And it is full of technology and glory and beauty, just like you saw in Aquaman. And was somebody like, that's the strangest thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, they're, they're, you, you see hints of it in scripture like this one, the revelation. Woe be unto them that inhabit the earth and the sea, okay? It's always hints in there. And it's hints because there are certain things, here's another hint um, in scripture, when when it says that those giants that were in the land, that were half human and half angel, it says they were in the land in those days and after. They're hints in scripture. And, And so the most diabolical of spirits were, The most diabolical spirits that men had to deal with were actually in the beginning um and so but the closer you get to the end you have to move also back to the beginning so the closer you get to the end you will also deal with the same type of spirits you dealt with in the beginning y'all follow me a little bit and so the church has to be ready to walk in a high 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 level of power so we'll talk about that in the future um, because this last group of spirits we have to deal with they are known we're not that familiar with them in the United States, but they are beginning to deal with it. They are known as the most wicked, the most strong, and the most diabolical. And their kingdom is in that sea. So uh, so it's a lot of things that we're going to have to deal with. You know, I, shouldn't, I should not say unfortunately because it's an honor, but um, when you, as you begin to learn how to deal with these things, the strength that you walk in, the Lord will send those spirits to be cast out. So. Based on that, I just want to give you a small lesson in regards to why, you know, more and more we have to incorporate fasting in regards to this ministry. One of the reasons why Jesus could seemingly walk at a level of power is because he was always fasting. He didn't fast based on an emergency. Y'all know what I'm saying? And now some of you may, you, you may be newer to this. Let me say this is that, you know, uh, fortunately, you're at a ministry that teaches these things. Unfortunately for you, you might be overwhelmed sometime, but that's OK. You know you it's okay to walk into these things but we have to share these things because of the time that we are in and so i have a very very small lesson um i know y'all laugh when y'all say that but but i do have to practice that because more and more our services will be extremely powerful teachings that are shorter impacted with maybe seven layers of revelation so that we can have time on the front end and the back end to minister to people and so uh so let's look at luke chapter 9 And this is the reason why Luke chapter nine, verse one and two. It says one day, Jesus called together his 12 disciples and gave them power. Everyone say power Power. and authority. Thank you, Jonathan. He caught it in the spirit, didn't he? See, he's sharp. It's a sharp brother. So he gave them power that's probably messed up the thing he gave them power and authority two separate things to cast out how many demons what's left after all okay so jesus gave his disciples power and authority to cast out all demons on any level and to heal how many diseases that's what we're shooting for this is going to be a church that casts out all demons and heals people of all diseases then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick so you see these three things in Jesus ministry amongst others but the main three things is is that he taught he healed and he casted out demons that was his mo day in day out day in day out for his entire ministry then he turned it over to the disciples. Who then started the book of acts and they continued you saw the same thing day in day out they were teaching they were casting demons out and they were getting people healed somewhere along the line that changed okay now if we were supposed to as a church get lesser results that'd be someplace in the bible if there was supposed to be a change and those things don't exist today jesus would have let us know that but he let us know in another spot that i don't have written here he said in the last days he said you will deal with it more and it'll be even more difficult because these things will be more wicked. So the question is is that if you don't see that, where are they at? They're hidden right now. But they're getting ready to be drawn out though like crazy. Okay, so um, Luke chapter 10 verse 17. It says, and when the 72 disciples returned after they gave him, he gave them power and authority, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name yes he told them i saw satan fall from heaven like lightning look i have given you authority over all the power of the enemy there it is again i've given you authority over all the power of the enemy all all there's some few people out here teaching that we can only deal with certain spirits on certain levels that's not in the bible Did, how many know This is simple. It's amazing how people take the simplicity in the Bible and twist it. He said, all right here. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little angry because when you teach erroneous doctrine like that, now people become scared of the devil. Because if you if you then teach that we don't have authority over them all, then people begin to doubt, well, which ones do I have authority over? And guess what? People will say, I don't have authority over any of them. That's the enemy using a preacher to invoke fear on the inside of the people so they won't step up. That's all that is. Okay. He says, "So I have given you authority and all power over the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you." How you know? Let's get ready to be our testimony here. Amen. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. So us walking in this power that we are as a church beginning to walk in Jesus' attitude is, y'all, that ain't even nothing. That's, that's normally what sons and daughters of God can do. What's not normal was the fact that we died for your behind so you can live with us forever. That's not normal. <laughs> okay, but the fact that we gave y'all power, he said, don't even rejoice about that. Don't get overexcited about it. Don't thank you deep because of it. That's normal. Okay, so I just uh, felt very strongly to help you understand in the future the difference, because there's a difference between power and there's a difference between authority. Unfortunately, as you know, the original Bible in Old Testament, Hebrew, or Aramaic, New Testament is written in Greek because those are the two most expressive languages. Well, unfortunately, when you translate those languages over into English, they are extremely it's extremely limited. So English is a very, very simple and base language. That's why you can go any place in the world and people know it because it's a very, very base language. And so in Scripture, when you see the word power, it may it could it takes on two different definitions. Okay? And so the English translation messes that up sometimes. So the first definition is authority. Okay, so anytime you read the book of the Bible and books of the Bible in English, you may see the word power, but it could be one of these two different words. The first one is exousia. And this is the word, the Greek word for authority. Here are the definitions of exousia or authority. Authority is different from power. Exousia means authority competency and i want you to keep in mind as i give these definitions i want you to keep in mind a police officer a police officer has authority and he has power okay and so i'm going to slow this down to help you understand this authority i mean you know a police officer has been given the right to deal with crime on any level the second definition of authority is competency how I many you know in order to be given authority they have to prove you competent Authority definition is also freedom because when you give someone authority, they have the freedom to do what they will with that authority within the confines that you have given them. Next definition is a magistrate, okay, which the definition of a magistrate is a civil officer or judge who administers the law. They've been given a right to do that, okay. The next one is also the word superhuman, which I found that interesting because. Uh, when it comes to god's sons and daughters we have a right to administer his law but we don't do it the regular way we do it on a supernatural way potentate a ruler did i pronounce that word correctly i said it i put emphasis on i said there's nothing worse than putting emphasis on something that you did not pronounce correctly (laughs) a ruler who is unconstrained by law okay and also means the word authority means delegated influence which means i give you a right to do what you will in this particular area okay the liberty of doing as one pleases in his jurisdiction and the right to do as you please so when the scripture says jesus gave his disciples authority over all of the demons everything that is mentioned here they had so when someone gives you authority because they gave it to you you don't have to ask permission for them to do what they gave you permission to do you understand and so that's why when it comes to the demonic realm when it comes to darkness we don't have to ask god permission for nothing he already gave us full rights and delegated influence in this jurisdiction called planet earth to deal with whatever is represented by hell so that's authority okay and so now let me give you, let's pull the police officer's image back to our uh, image, to our mind. So, a police officer, okay, they have been knighted by the civil authorities to deal with crime wherever you see it, whether you're on duty or whether you're off duty. If a crime is committed, you don't have to call back to headquarters, hey man, Uh, My wife and I headed out to dinner and we stopped through a gas station and we see somebody uh, holding up this joint. Uh, Do we have permission to No, you have to call back? You know why? Because they already gave it to you since they already gave you the right to deal with it. Every time you see it, you don't have to ask permission. You deal with it as though you are the individual that gave you the authority. Y'all got that. So that's the police officer. But the power side is the gun that he carries. Authority cannot be increased. Power can. The reason why authority can't be increased is that if they gave you authority over all, you can't increase because it's all. But power can be increased. When it comes to a police officer, you have one little sidearm that's called a taser. Okay, so they'll tase you. Okay, but how many of you know? You can increase the power of his weapon by moving over to what they call sidearm or firearm or a handgun. Okay, a handgun is more powerful than a taser. Then when you get these crews like SWAT teams and you know, drug enforcement, when they do these raids on these houses, they don't go in there with a handgun. How many of you know they go in there with a machine gun, some like called an MP5, which is a short barrel machine gun, or they go in there with a shotgun? How many of you know those are two more powerful guns? OK, then you get over into other situations of war where they pull out what they call 50 caliber rifles and in all type of special weapons, they got some big. I mean y'all see those things where the the bullets are coming all the way down to the ground you see it on the helicopters that's called a gatlin gun you get hit by by one of those jesus might not be able to put you together after that i'm telling you that's those are some serious guns okay and so you you can move from that to grenades to grenade launchers to missiles to atomic bombs to tnt etc because power is in degrees and it can be increased and so so let's look at the definition of power the first definition is exousia which means authority which means you have a right to operate in power but the second one is uh, some people say dunamis but it seems like it's pronounced uh, dynamis but it's where we get the word dynamite from dynamite power or dunamis or dynamis however you want to pronounce it is uh, the definition is force watch this i can hit you with my fist and when i hit you a machine can measure it and say that i hit you with 25 pounds per square inch of force if i can hit you harder then it might say well this time you hit him with a hundred pounds of you know force per square inch i'm messing that up a little bit y'all got me that's what about force because force can be increased miraculous power ability abundance meaning might strength how many you know you can increase in strength i love the next word violence I always think I'm some type of gangster or something <laughs> wonderful work power that is inherent within you by the virtue of your nature how many of you got sons and daughters of God I got in here Amen. which means you're carrying the same stuff as the one that's sitting on the throne right now Amen. okay power residing in a thing by virtue of his nature power which a person exerts and put forth power for performing miracles moral power and excellence of soul and increase in in other words uh, God expects you to live holy okay but um but when it comes to power you can increase your strength to be able to resist temptation and the power and influence which belongs to riches and wealth that's a whole other level of separate power okay So I gave you the example of the police officer. Now remember this. When it comes to dunamis power or dynamis power, Jesus paid the price for you to receive power. You must pay the price to manifest it. Always remember that. He paid the price. This will help you understand why some churches can't really do anything because they've never been told that Jesus paid the price for you to receive it. You have to pay the price to increase it and manifest it. Okay. So. Let me give you an example of of authority, someone that has been given the right to deal with all demons, but didn't have enough power. Matthew 17, 14 through 21, King James Version. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed. For oftentimes he falleth into the fire and often into the water. I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. This, uh, when you read math, I'm sorry, when you read Mark's account, Jesus said, how long has it been in the boy? He said, since he's been a child, which is once again proof that children can easily be demon-possessed even from the womb, right? That's in Mark's, I believe it's Mark chapter nine, what verse am i in, verse 17? No, I'm sorry, uh, verse 16. He said, now brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. You're right. It was 17. Then Jesus answered and said, oh, faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? How long do I got to deal with y'all? Jesus got frustrated all the time. Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. When you read Mark's account, it was a little bit longer of a situation. That's why it says he was cured from that hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus' apart and said, why could not we cast him out? Jesus said unto them, one, because of your unbelief. For truly I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove from here to there. And it will remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you. I mean, that's the realm we're going into this year. Can y'all imagine a church where nothing is impossible? If Jesus said it, that means it's possible, which means our first responsibility is to believe what Jesus said and then head towards imposs- and impossible and you you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But in verse 21, he said, however, this kind goes not out, but by prayer and fasting. In other words, you didn't have enough power to deal with this one. I gave you the right to deal with it, but your power level was too low. So this is an example of someone who had been given a, How many of you know the disciples had been given authority to deal with how many demons? All, All. but they ran up. But, but authority can't be increased. They had a right to deal with it. Jesus didn't say to them. Well, the reason why you couldn't cast it out is because you don't have a right to deal with this kind. He didn't say that. He said this time, this kind. He said you are gonna have to increase your power because right now you're trying to deal with this situation with a handgun. You're going to have to go get a machine gun for this one and prayer and fasting increases power second example now that was an example of someone who has been given full authority but didn't have enough power now let's look at a second group <laughs> who tried to manifest power and were actually getting the job done but then they fooled around and tried to do it with the wrong authority okay acts 19 11-16 god gave paul the power to perform unusual miracles and when handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled that comes about by increase of power that's why paul said i pray in tongues more than all of y'all that was one of the keys says in verse 13 did i read verse 12 yeah they were healed of diseases and evil spirits were expelled and a group of jews was traveling from town to town casting out evil spirits there are people that don't know jesus that cast spirits out of individuals they do it through incantation they don't get permanent results but they do cast them out okay exorcists they're called exorcists and they cast even today they exist they cast evil spirits out you call them it's all a trick but they'll they'll do incantations they have you doing all of this type of stuff and the spirit will come out but it's for the purpose of deceiving the one that cast them out And here you have a group here. It never changes. What a verse am my in, y'all. 13, a group of true Jews Jews. True, a group of Jews was traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits. So guess what? They were using a little bit of power, strange power. But they tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation. Wrong answer, Batman, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches to come out. Seven sons of Sceva. He's the seven dudes that did this. A leading priest were doing this. But one time when they tried it. Okay. The evil spirit replied. Now I know Jesus. And I know Paul. But who are you? Because you don't have authority to do this. You don't have a right. See they know you. They know who has a right to cast them out. And they know who does not have a right to cast them out. And if you don't have a right to cast them out and you try to cast them out, you might end up on the shame show. And they said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on all seven of them, overpowered all seven of them and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. That's what happens when you fool with something that you ain't got no business fooling with see so the first example is a group who they had the right to do it but didn't have enough power the second group had learned how to manifest the power a little bit but then fooled around and tried to do it with the wrong authority so they didn't have a right to do what they did because you only have a right to tangle with every demonic creature in the sky in the sea and on the earth the right you have is is through jesus christ as your lord and savior when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, what did Jesus say? He said, you are now seated together with me in heavenly places. And I love this. It's, it's already wonderful to be seated together in heavenly places. This is your position. Seated together with me in heavenly places. And then he says that far above all principality and power. He didn't say above. He didn't say you have you got to deal with him and they're next to you. He didn't say you're above. He said far above all principality and power. So that means that the stuff that we carry on the inside of us, there's no demon in existence that can deal with it. But sometimes you might have to increase your power to deal with it. Okay? You see this with police officers. You know, you know, they chase a guy. You get, you know, they, they had a situation, I think it was in California, years ago. I don't know if y'all remember this story about those two bank robbers that robbed that bank. And they did it in full body armor. They made a little excerpt on television about it. These two guys, um, they they robbed a bank and they had on full body armor. And when they came out that bank, it was two guys with AK-47s. And you had all of those police cars out there and they showing up with little pea shooter handguns. And these dudes were just mowing them down to the ground. And it was so bad, you might be able to look it up, see if you find it or something, let me know. I need that in my archives personally. I know you can find it, Jared. And these dudes they had on body armor and you can see the guys being shot and they kind of their heads kind of popped back because the bullet hit them, But it was having no effect because these guys had on full body armor from head to toe, just slits in their eyes. That's it. And uh, and so they had AK-47s and they were just bringing these police officers down. It was so bad that the police officers had to leave and go to a gun shop and commandeer all of his high powered rifles in order to bring these guys down. That was all over the news it was years ago in california and people were were, uh, were relating it to y'all any of y'all saw the movie heat yeah. remember, the movie? remember in the movie heat when they they robbed that bank and then they came out and they shot themselves out of that situation against the whole police force and so people had equated it and they wondered did those guys get the idea from the movie heat Okay. the point that I'm making is, is that the police officers had a right to take them down, but they ran into a situation, not that they couldn't handle. They just had to go get some more power to deal with what they needed to handle. And so that's where fasting and prayer comes about. Fasting and prayer allows us to increase our power to deal with things that maybe we could not deal with if we did not fast. Hey, y'all got me so far. So that's the difference between power. And authority. So when it comes to the devil, you cannot increase in authority because Jesus already gave you authority over all demons and over all the power of the enemy. But you can increase in power when dealing with the enemy. Okay. And so how to increase in power? Jude 1:20. It says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So that's one of the ways that you build yourself up and how you increase in power. Bible says when you pray in the Holy Ghost or pray in tongues, pray in your heavenly prayer language, pray in the spirit, you're building yourself up. That word build, it literally means to do the equivalent of lifting weights. If you keep lifting weights, your muscles increase. And now what you could not lift before, you can now lift. Why? Because you were building yourself up. 1 Corinthians 14.4, I'm going to do it in three different translations. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, this is the King James Version, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. 1 Corinthians 14.4, same scripture in a different translation. He who speaks in a strange tongues edifies and improves himself. 1 Corinthians 14.4 from the New Living Translation. It says a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. Okay? And so you, when you pray in tongues, you edify yourself. You become strengthened personally. And because you become strengthened personally, you also improve your power status in the spirit. Because there are some things that are so diabolical you have to fast. You got to keep on building, 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 building. You got to keep on building, 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 building in order to outmatch this thing. Because you got a right to deal with it. But there, y'all, demonic power is real. I mean, the scripture talks about even the mystery. So one of the things that we're running into more and more Uh, my wife and I talk about this all the time some of the things that we're running into in the ministry now has to be put into the category of the mystery of iniquity we deal with it but these things are just very very mysterious I was listening to a man and uh, he's a scientist but his full purpose is to pull out the science in the Bible to show Christians how we got to start operating in a dimension and he was saying that just when it comes to mathematics he said mathematics proves that there's ten dimensions and he said, he said, now what the scientists can't figure out is how come we only have access to four? We actually only have access to three. The fourth one, which Young brought up, is called the fourth dimension, which is the spiritual realm. Okay. But they he said it's ten dimensions. And 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 the scripture, my wife and I were talking about this on the way here to the church. There's a scripture. How many know what we talk about is width, length, and height. Right? So when it comes to a room, this room is it's a, it's a square and that square is based on width. It's based on length, how long it is, how wide it is. And it's based on height. OK, boom, boom. Well, the scripture puts another one there. It says also depth. Because it's talking about dimension. So within this room, you have width, you have height and you have length but you also have dimension which means that if i figured out how to tap into it i would disappear i could literally step into another dimension that's in this dimension that's the reason why jesus could appear right in the midst of the disciples he just stepped out of another dimension you see that in the movie uh dr strange remember what, some of y'all remember dr strange and they created he said remember what he talked about the mirror dimension He said, it's another dimension within the dimension. He said, they can't see us, but that dimension that's within the dimension, we can see everything y'all are doing. (laughs) This is all scriptural stuff, y'all. Anyway. When you pray in tongues, you are pulling the powers of heaven directly into your being. And the result is you become edified. Your life will begin to improve and you become stronger and more powerful to handle the problems and temptations of life. Remember that. Every time you pray in tongues, you are pulling the powers of heaven directly into your being. That's a powerful thing, right there, y'all. May you want to pray in tongues right now? Okay? So that's why praying in tongues is a form of empowerment. This is the praying in tongues is a form of empowerment. Praying in tongues is a form of empowerment. It is not a form of you shaking back and forth, catching a Holy Ghost and rolling across the floor. You have mild experiences like that sometimes. But unfortunately, the body of Christ has put more emphasis on that than what the truth of is about praying in tongues. It is for empowerment. It's not for showing off. It is for empowerment. It's not for looking deep. It is for empowerment. It's showing off for you looking crazy. pull you up there and ask you to say grace at the presidential dinner. you up there speaking in tongues. And you wonder why they never invite you back. Okay, Praying in tongues is a form of empowerment. This is why Jesus spent long amounts of time in prayer in private and gave commands in public. You hardly ever see any scriptures that talk about Jesus praying in public. Study the scripture carefully. Everything he did was a command. Command the devil to come out. Okay, watch this. You blind? Okay. (sighs) I'm going to make a mud cake, go jump into the sea. He was always given commands. He said, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they became healed. He was given commands. And so, and when it comes to Jesus' prayer life, it only mentions three things 40 days of fasting and prayer, Him doing nine hours in one night as He fasted and prayed. And the other thing it said is that he would get up a great while before day and pray. So, and yes, Jesus did pray in times. I ain't got time to prove it to you, even though it's easily, but for time's sake. So he prayed in private and he became empowered. He already had a right. And so he became empowered in private. And then he stepped out of that privacy and then gave instructions based on that power. Ooh, Jesus in public. Y'all got what I'm saying? And so unfortunately, Christians pray too much in public and saying the wrong thing in private. Cuz if you pray all the time, you won't have to pray. Always remember that. If you spend a whole lot of time in prayer, you won't have to pray about everything. Because you dealt with it in prayer. And then you can do stuff like this. I'm Jesus. He said, "Now Father, I already dealt with this in private." He said, "So, I'm going to just say this prayer for all of these religious people, cuz you know, they don't they don't think I'm godly unless I do a prayer." So I'm gonna pray in front of them, even though I already know you heard me in private. He doing this type of prayer before he raised somebody from the dead. So he did the little drop. He didn't even mean the prayer. He said, Lord, I'm just doing this for these religious people standing around me. So let me get back to how we roll, Lord. Lazarus, come forth, gave that command because he was empowered in private and gave commands in public. Y'all got that? And so that's why, and, and so that's why, even in our services in the future, we won't always have to do a bunch of prayer in the services. You know why? Because we're producing the power in private on the early morning prayer call, seven days a week. And now that the Holy Spirit released us to do it, where now sometimes we have people praying on the prayer call for eight hours a day in tongues, because the Scripture says what you do. Why do you think the Scripture says what you do in private? I reward you what? Openly. Yeah. Empower yourself in private. And then come out in public. There's a scripture. I don't remember. I know where. I don't know where it is. But it says that it says a large group of people came up on Jesus to be healed of their infirmities, and it says he healed no one. It said that he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Why? He didn't have enough power to deal with that. He recognized that. Can't deal with the situation right now. Okay. Learn to tell people no. I don't have that right now. I can't. I can't. No. I can't counsel you. No. I can't preach to you. No, I can't encourage you right now. Matter of fact, just don't even answer the phone. That's, that's the best way to deal with that. There are times when my phone rang and the Holy Spirit say, don't do it. i put that phone right down. Okay. So, last part. Fasting, because I'm, I'm just doing this to help you understand why as a church. See? Everybody wants to walk in power. That's all you hear. The church needs to get back to producing power. Power, power, power. We sing about power. We preach about power. We all the power, power, power. But but the reason it's not existing is because it's a price that has to be paid for. It. And that's a hard price to pay. I have to be totally honest with you. Y'all, for y'all to do 40-day fast, let me tell y'all something. Y'all on another level than me. I'm trying to get there. Man, I just, I mean, I haven't had a morsel of food since Sunday night. and And I was fine Monday. No, I wasn't. I was struggling Monday. Tuesday, yesterday, I was breezing through it. Today, from sun up until I got in his pulpit, you know, and then, you know, uh, one of our daughters is having, we're doing a little birthday thing for her on Friday, and we had the nerve to be looking at the menu. I was just like, oh, Jesus. I was on the news and saw somebody biting into a hamburger and I had a hunger pain. I was like, oh, this is, (laughs) I was talking to somebody earlier, and I was like, I've been doing, Fine on the fast, but I'm over here right now thinking about a piece of cake. And, and I'm just like, yeah, that's how it is. You know, and it's hard, y'all, it really is hard, it is hard. But to the degree of that hardness is the degree of the power in the spirit. It is hard, and it's very mysterious, it's very mysterious. Okay. So fasting greatly boosts, multiplies, and increases that power exponentially. So we already read that praying in tongues increases power. When you then add fasting to it, it boosts it and multiplies it exponentially. And I just want to show you a principle here, how fasting was supposed to be something that was regular every day. Watch this. Matthew six, one through four. This is Jesus speaking. Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your father in heaven, which means that there's a reward for every deed you do. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and the streets to call attention to their acts of charity. Tell you the truth they have received all the reward they will ever get because they were showing off but when you give to someone in need don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing give your gifts in private and your father who sees everything will reward you so the point that i want to make here is it says when you give why did it say when you give it says when you give because it's expected that you are supposed to be giving. On a regular basis and not every once in a while so let's go to the second one matthew 6 in the same chapter a couple of verses down jesus then moves over to praying he said when you pray not if just the same way he didn't say if you give it's expected you're supposed to give on a regular basis this same thing when you pray at least most religious people know that that's the first tenet of christianity any faith is you supposed to pray so it's not a it's not if it's when Don't you don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get, which means that there's a reward for praying in private. And to the time you spend, you get a reward for it on the other side in particular. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to the father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. Now, it says when you pray. Not if you pray. It says when you pray. Why? Because it's expected that you are supposed to be praying on a regular basis. Not every once in a while. Y'all follow me so far. Let's move to the third section. than right eat that. Matthew 6, verse 16. And in the same context and in the same spirit of the other two, he says, and when you fast. Not if you fast and when you fast. Don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled. Don't put no lotion on, and don't comb their hair. So people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will get, which lets you know that there's a reward for fasting. But when you fast, comb, I love to say it this way, comb your hair, I can see Jesus right now, wash your ashy face, some lotion on. Then no one will notice that you are fasting, Except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything just like the other two will reward you. So it says when you fast, not if you fast, when you fast, you are expected to fast on a regular basis in the same way that you're supposed to give and pray on a regular basis. When you give, don't do it that way. Do it this way. When you pray, don't do it that way. Do it this way. When you fast, don't do it that way. Do it this way. So Jesus puts fasting on the exact same level as giving and praying. So if he expects you to give and he expects you to pray, then he expects you to fast. Y'all got that? Okay. So, and the reason why Jesus expects you to do that is because I understand that there is not a whole lot of teaching as much as prayer. I mean, you can find teachings on prayer for days. I mean, you can tell, you can you can find teachings on giving for centuries. <laughs> you know, we come teaching on fasting, man, people get the moaning and they get the groaning. It's because there was not enough people sharing the power behind fasting. And that is it is the one key to the ultimate level of power. There is nothing that exists that can handle prayer and fasting coupled together. That's why Jesus said when you do it. Because when you go back and read that scripture about the disciples who couldn't cast out that demon, it says that Jesus rebuked them. Then he turned right around and cast the thing out. Why? Because he was always fasted. There's a difference between you not fasting and you can do this run into a situation. Then you got to go back and fast and then come back to the situation versus you always ready because you live a fasted life. So your power is always on 10 to deal with whatever may come. That's the difference. Hey, last scripture. This is also what fast, fasting does. Since we fasted this week, I'm just teaching on a little bit tonight. So y'all can make it on through till Friday. Or if you didn't do nothing, you can start tonight. <laughs> One of the main things that prevents us from hearing answer from God is pride. Uh, fasting humbles the body and begins to break it I have to be honest with you today um, today was uh, it was, you know um, I don't know I just really felt I feel fine now but earlier today you know fasting is it does a number on your body you know what I'm saying I mean one moment you're like man this fasting ain't nothing man I can do this all day ten minutes later Jesus I need strength I can't even see <laughs> I'm serious. I was ta- what did I say? I took the kids to school this morning. And my wife, she said, hey. She was in the downstairs bedroom. Hey, I want to talk to you about something. So I walked in. She was just talking, talking. And I, and I, and I, and I stopped. I said, "Lorana, please don't pay attention to the look on my face. I do not want you to think I'm uninterested. I said, I just feel crazy right now. I said, I just feel like my body is shutting down. I can't see. I mean, I'm just, you can't even tell if it's a headache or not. Is that a headache? I ain't never felt nothing like that before. Your body does strange things, and this devil is helping it. Okay, the Bible makes it clear. It says your body hates and wars against the spirit. That's a strong term, you all, is that because how many know you are not a body? Okay, you are a spirit, and you live in a house. And so, and imagine living in a house that's always fighting against you. I mean, imagine you go home. I mean, imagine, imagine the house that you live in, your actual address, imagine that the house that you live in has its own personality and it's always trying to figure out a way to shut down on you. It's always trying to figure out a way to break the sink and make the heater go out and, and, and it's always trying to figure out a way to make the iron turn on so you can burn up the house. It's always trying to kill itself. It's always, I mean, think about a house that has its own personality and it's trying to burn its own self down to the ground. It's trying to destroy itself. That's what you're living in right now. And so that's why the scripture used a strong strong term. It says that the body, it wars against the spirit. Y'all, war is a strong term. That means I am trying to kill you, destroy you, and annihilate you. That's what you're living in right now. Adam, sure enough put us in a situation. I know, I'm sure everybody, people are going to go up to heaven. Jesus, I'll talk to you later. Where is Adam at? I need to have a conversation (laughs) with him because I need to understand And people swear up and down. If I was Adam, you would have ate the fruit sooner than he did. (laughs) That's the truth. We're always talking what we would do if we were in the same situation. You might not have lasted as long. Okay. So, and that's very important because your flesh is very prideful, but you are not. And so and the mind is the decision maker. And so how many of you have been in a calm situation and your flesh just rised up? It can be you sitting on an airplane next to a grandmother and, and, and she whips out a picture of her grandchildren. And next thing you know, you feeling that temptation. Yes. Oh, whip out my friend. That's the pride. That's the flesh. Now the spirit is saying, enjoy the grandmother and appease her. Rejoice with those that rejoice. Nope, I got to show you. this like we, my wife and I go out sometimes. You know, we have six kids. Psh, that ain't nothing. I got 10. <laughs> we're running into that from time to time. Hey, wonderful, brother. You got 10. I will pray for you. I don't need 10. I got six. That's enough. Okay. But that's the one thing that prevents us from hearing from God is pride. And all of us have it. Okay. And I thank God that we're a church, that we are all working on it. We are all getting better. Okay. For us that have been around, I can guarantee you for us that have been here pretty much from the beginning, you know, we are completely different people than we were when we first started. For you all that are here now, in another seven years, you won't recognize yourself. Okay? For you, it'll be quicker because we had to start this thing from scratch. There are things that we are fluently walking in now, we didn't even know it existed when we started the church. Okay, didn't even know it existed. So now we've employed most of those things, not all. It's so a couple more we got to employ an Institute and so these next seven years are going to swallow up the last 7 It almost like the first seven didn't even exist. I mean, I'm telling you, there's some stuff coming, y'all, and it's just coming. It's coming fast. And so, um, so fasting humbles the body and begins to break it. Nowhere in the Bible does it say God will humble you. So quit praying at prayer. Scripture only says that you are responsible for humbling yourself. It is your decision. And if it's your decision, it means you have the ability to do it. God is not impressed with your power because he's the one who gave it to you. He is impressed with your love and humility because you've got to develop that. God is impressed with those who develop love and humility because you've got to use that power. You've got to humble yourself. You've got to talk to yourself. You've got to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm asking for forgiveness for the 21st time because I'm holding it against them again. I mean, that's, that's humility. And the scripture says God is close to folk like that. God ain't interested in how many mistakes you make. He's interested in if you repent. A righteous man falls seven times and gets back up again. 1 okay. Peter 5, 6-7. through seven. It's this last scripture. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. Mm. Under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God. For he cares about you. For you to constantly worry is actually a form of pride. Because he told you to give it to him. So if you don't give it to him, it's because you're walking in pride. And the reason you don't give it to him is because apparently you think that you can handle it by worrying it. You're wearing it, worrying about it, meditating on it, thinking about it. Okay. So I just wanted to give that basic teaching in regards to the power of fasting because, you know, we'll still leave it voluntary. I don't think I'll ever make it mandatory unless it's some serious situation, you know, but... um, and particularly a ministry like this, it is important because we will be carrying the weight of other individuals. You know, uh, this thing with uh, healing, um, we get a lot with marriages, healing, um, and deliverance, demons, um, all of these different type of things. And um, so it's something that, you know, unless I just sit up here and lose my mind, it's something that we're going to have to deal with more and more. It's not going to decrease, folk. Okay. First of all, if it stayed the same out there, it would still increase our, in our camp because of the maturity over time to deal with it. But the fact that it's increasing out there, and just, uh, you know, uh, you know, there are people that, you know, this is what we hear about maybe, I don't know, 75% of the time, we finally found a church that believed that I got a problem. You know, and that hurts the Lord's heart. When, you know, I mean, think about it. Jesus had an answer for everyone. He then knights us, and we don't have an answer for no one. And somehow think that God is pleased by our conferences. I'm so tired of conferences that are all supposed to be. I'm like, if y'all do another conference, I'm going to just come up there dressed like a Muslim man with a Buddhist clothes on in protest. I don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody. I'm just saying that. You know uh, you know what? Like I always say, I don't mean to be you know, negative, but you know, a lot of times conferences are just simply a glorified Sunday morning service where you bring in special speakers and you give them a bunch of money to impart nothing to the people. They shout for a week and then they leave and nothing changes. You go back right to what you were doing on Monday. OK, when we have all these wonderful conferences and all these people and all the times they talk about your destiny and your purpose and your money and all that type of stuff. And now that'll come if you fast and pray. It's the stuff the church doesn't want to do that will bring them what they want. Was that quote I gave Steve to put up? I can't remember. It (laughs) It was something about God doesn't have a problem with what you like, but he needs to show you what you need to do in order to get what you like. And how many of the Lord knows best? So I just want to encourage you with that, you know, to you don't have to wait on the church to do one. You know, I have to I have to pray about where I'm going to be at. You know, I'm toying with. Possibly, I might have to do one every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of every week. Because, and, and not that, watch this, and not because I have to. Because each one of us is allowed to determine where we want to stop. And guess what? If you decide to stop at level two and say, you know what, I ain't trying to do no fast every single month, God will not be mad at you. If you say, you know what, when y'all do the fast in January, that's when I'm in. God does not get mad. God, see, when it comes to the level, we all have the same authority but but in order to walk in that authority you got to pay a price to be able to carry certain levels of power otherwise you might get frustrated okay so god leaves it up to you god never forces you to do anything the holy spirit is a gentleman if you stop at level two guess what they will do they will work with you is they they won't be like humans okay god is not like a human you can't take him to court you know it's he's not like humans If, if if humans want you to be on level five and you decide to stop on level two, they don't want to have nothing to do with you. With God, if you decide to stop on level two, what they do is they try to work with you as hard as they can to maximize everything that they can on level two so that you think it's level three. That's the wonderful thing about God. But the choice is yours. There's no limitation on power to anybody in the body of Christ. It's all based on what you want to do. This is not written to preachers. I know people that walk in more power than preachers (laughs) because it's not written to preachers. Most preachers don't walk in anything. I'm just being honest with you. It's not no, you know, flap, you know, or pop it anybody. I'm just saying, I have to say that because people think that this stuff is a reserve for preachers and prophets and special. No, that's just them acting crazy. You know, flapping the rags and doing all that type of stuff, making you think they got some type of power and pushing you down to the ground. No, and then you get up the same way. I don't have time for that, folk. So, you know, like I, you know, I'm doing another membership orientation this weekend. That's one of the things that I'm going to share with them, y'all. I may not be the most flying buoyant type of individual. We may not have all of the bells and whistles that everybody says you need to go to church. One thing I will pride ourselves on at this church is we got straight substance. Because how many of you know, a fancy light twirling around ain't going to help you when you're in the hospital. <laughs> you might enjoy it at the service, you know what I'm saying? But the, the, the fancy screen on the back wall, that's wonderful why you're there. But that ain't going to help you when you get in an argument with your wife, when your child got a demon, when you broke than the Ten Commandments and don't know what to do. None of that stuff is going to help you. And that's what grieves Jesus is because he doesn't need none of that to build the church, including this nice little sanctuary that we built. If we had left that sanctuary, the same raggedy sanctuary that it was, Jesus could have filled this place seven times over. And that's where the church is stuck. They think they need, that Jesus needs this stuff to build something. No. All he needs is for you to empower yourself in private and follow his commands. Because if the Lord told me to start a church in the alley and that's where I go, I bet you the church will grow. Hey, so y'all good? Nice little Bible study. Let's go ahead and stand. Hallelujah.